Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. Alonzo drives one, deep left field, really going back. It's out of here, and the Mets win it! Into the second deck, Alonzo, a three-run shot, and the Mets walk it off for the first time this year. Follow at Wake and Rake pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Episode 84, Wake and Rake podcast, part of the Believe Network. Brooksy, welcome to the Best Coast, the best time zone. He's in Orange County. He's going to be on the broadcast for the Red Sox Angels series. Yeah, he gets to uh, check out Mike Trout, Shohei Otani and company. And he yes. gets to be on the best coast in the United States, the West Coast. How's it, how's it, how's it treating you so far? Well, I just so I must say, it didn't start well yesterday. So I flew in. <clears throat> so I flew out of West Palm, connected in Atlanta, and then went straight across to Orange County. I didn't have to fly to LAX, went into John Wayne, which is right here in Orange County, seven minutes from the hotel. We're at Costa Mesa. Uh, we're way less crazy, which is nice. Uh, so I get to the hotel. The team's still like mid-game in San Diego. So they were not expecting me. I guess I should have called and maybe said, hey, I'm going to be in like four hours before the team. So I get here. I was like, wow, the, the lobby's dark. Something feels off. So guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, he sees my bag tag, which is the Red Sox. And uh, he's like, uh, are you checking in? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, we don't have power right now. No power. Nothing. So apparently they do this like factory reset like, like once a year. And they thought that was the best time to get it done. So no power, room wasn't ready. Left all my stuff at the hotel. Luckily there's like a massive mall like across the street. You know, there's like a bridge you can walk over and go get food, hang out. They did have power. So I hung out there for like two hours, came back, room still not ready. They did have power, making progress. Eventually get in my room and it's perfect. I, I'm complaining of like first world problems, but didn't start well. Although it's like perfect outside, it was like 68 degrees, sunny, coming from Florida where it's like 92 and like swamp ass in the air. It's like, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was nice to just be able to walk around in like a hoodie and like not sweat my ass off. Well, I apologize that your shoes were not shined and it's your, your five fault. Star, and your five star hotel was not. Too it's not five star. Um, I apologize <laughs> that you live such a rough life. Well. Well, normally, so have you ever walked into a hotel and then had no power? No. Exactly. So I've, once you've I've stayed in some pretty, I've played in some, or not played, I've stayed in some pretty sketchy hotels before, though. Same. Me too. Making so, Georgia. So, so I will say, I yeah, I will say I'm not complaining, but it was a weird start mm-hmm. to my to my West Coast trip. Have you or have you not had avocado toast and Spence? Fifteen dollars on a juice yet because that is the standard no. in Orange County. I won't. I won't. You, you must. This is the uh, Orange County starter pack. You must drive a Tesla. You must spend fifteen dollars <laughs> on juice, and you must order twenty dollar avocado. And you must lose half your check check to income tax. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You have yeah. no choice with that. Can we talk one. about? Can we talk about baseball? I'm already over it. I just get really excited give me about back, California. Give me, back to, give me back to the East Coast. I feel like our energies are really close because we're in the same, the same state finally. It just feels right, like- so I texted you this morning. I was like 930, and you're like, 
Oh. Even I thought about it. I'm like, because I always have to think like my time and then your time. Well, I, it's kind of weird being on the same wavelength, man. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I like it. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf to UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. So head to the website and use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We're not going to be doing too much betting on this episode. Instead, we are starting to initiate our weekly power rankings um, theme that we're going to be doing every single week. The goal is to do it every Monday. Um, yeah. Today, we're starting with grades. We're about a quarter of the way through the MLB a season. A little past it, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit past it. So we want to hand these, out grades. These grades will be like for the first forty games. So we're a little past that. So some of these teams may have heated up since, but this is just grading the first quarter. Correct. Um, and there's a lot of season to be played. You know what I mean? Like if you got an F, sorry about it, but there's still three quarters left. So there's plenty of time to turn around in your season. I have, Versus- I have one of those borderline two of those. Do you have any Fs? I have one. You have an F. I have a D and an F. Ooh. But both of them are like playing much better. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I guess? No. You're smart. All right. Fine. Let's just get into it. Um, I have five teams. You have five teams. We have all 30 grades on our socials. So we're gonna we only time people for time purposes we can only discuss 10 of them but we have all 30 grades so head to our social profiles at wake and rake to get all 30 of our grades brooksy the floor is yours i'm gonna start with the los angeles dodgers and i'm gonna give them an a they had like a super slow start they had all of us wondering is the lack of off-season moves is this gonna hurt them i think we have our answer right (laughs) i mean i think as of right now they're 10 games over 500 um, they still have a really good Diamondbacks team who's like a game and a half out on them. But I think through the first 40 games with the slow start, they got hot. They're well on their way to their 11th straight postseason. I think this would be their fifth straight outside of COVID, five, or fifth straight 100-win season outside of 2020, uh, which would be impressive to see. Um, Andy Friedman, we talked about this on our last uh, episode. He's been there for seven years, and he's averaged 104 wins per season. Pretty absurd. Uh, they're well on their way. Like I said, Arizona's good. They're pushing them, but I don't think they'll outlast them. Uh, the Dodgers' first quarter, very good. Hey, yeah, I think the Padres' struggles have helped illuminate the Dodgers too. Yeah, I really thought this would be the year that it's like Padres take that big step forward, and doesn't look like it's going to happen. They still get on base. That's what the Dodgers do. They lead the league in walks, two hundred and ten base on balls. Uh, they're not doing great with runners in scoring position, but they're formidable. Um, they're doing enough, and it's what the Dodgers. It's like they always them. pitch, man. It's and of course, about- and of course, guys like JD Martinez and Jason Hayward are succeeding, right? That's just what but, the Dodgers do. Well, I mean, you, you got Mookie uh, Freeman, uh, Will Smith. Yeah, Miguel Vargas is heating up. There you go. So they have, they still have a really good team. I, I did think they would do more in the off season, but it's like you can't go for it every year. 
right? You can't just sell out every year because you end up with a depleted farm system. You end up with old guys on long contracts. Um, and I think they have a good equation right now. It's like, go for it every couple of years. And then in between, you still have good players and enough to compete in, in a tough division. That's a great transition for me because the first team that I have on my list is the San Diego Padres. This one's tough because they're actually doing everything right when you look at their team numbers. OPS, on-base percent, hear me out. Hear me out. I know you're making, I know you're cringing right now. But when you look at their team numbers, OPS, on-base percentage, home runs, everything's like middle of the pack, like 12th to 15th in baseball. Uh, likewise, their pitching numbers, ERA, strikeout per nine, they're around middle of the pack in just about every single category. They're not doing anything terribly other, other than runners in scoring position. Coming into this last weekend at a one as a team, a 196 batting average with runners in scoring position. That's not only the worst in Major League Baseball this year, but no team in Major League Baseball history, we're talking more than 100 years, people, has ever had a team batting average with runners in scoring position under the Mendoza line for a season. And that's through a whole season, though. So it's like, sure. Yeah. But still, that, that puts it in perspective for sure. 196. They're bad, but the base is loaded, too. I saw a stat with them with the bases loaded that was awful, too. How about a 42.1 strikeout percentage with the bases loaded? Oh, They're no. striking out nearly half the time with the bases loaded. Corey Kluber helped that yesterday with the bases loaded yeah. for the Padres. Yeah, that, yeah. that percentage probably went up, actually. This, oh, this don't worry, the three-run the double. They had a walk and a three-run double. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it went down. But um, yeah. 18 strikeouts with a runner on third base. That's the most in Major League Baseball. Um, 108 strikeouts with runners in scoring position, the most in Major League Baseball. Jeez. So I gave I gave them a C. A, a C? A C. What, with because, all that that they spent? Because there's one category that they need to improve upon, runners in scoring position. If they can just patch that up, they're going to be fine. So They're doing I, everything okay, else so right. I understand, I understand your grade, but is there's not something where – your grade is lower because expectations are so much higher. Like you go and you put together that team, you sign those guys, expectations go from here to here. Now, if you're performing here with lower expectations, yeah, it's a C. Yeah. If you're down here when expectations are like, we're going to the World Series, I feel like it's an F. I definitely hear your argument. I can't argue against it. The reasoning behind mine was I, I wouldn't give them C, an F either. I would give them a D. I put C because C is not passing. C plus sure. is passing. So I, okay. I dropped them below a passing grade simply because they're doing everything else right. They're actually the best defensive team in baseball right now. They had the most outs above average, and they've made the fewest amount of errors. So they're fantastic defensively. Okay. They're just not doing it with runners and score. That It's fair. one category. Point proven. I like it. Patch it up. Let's get better, San Diego. Expectations are higher. Okay. So my, I'm going to stay positive here, and then I'll get to the to my bad grades. But I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, let's get this one out of the way. It, it's an A+. Plus. This is my only A+. Plus. There you go. Is that your gang sign? Uh, this, is, this is an easy one for me. I mean, they've slowed down a bit, but, I mean, they're still 20 games over 500 as of today. Uh, obviously, we're just talking about the first 40 games, so it was even better. They've lost five of their last 10 as of right now, so the record's not as good. They're still 34 and 14 which is absurd. Um, I think something to be worried about is their rotation. I mean, tons of injuries, right? They, they, but they, they continue to just like bring guys up and they, and they're productive and they, they pitch well. So that's something about the Rays. They scout well from the ground level up. 
So all the way through their minor league system, they have a lot of good players. So once they get to AAA and need to be called up to make spot starts, we saw it with, uh, what's his name, Taj, what's his last name, Walker? Bradley. Taj Bradley, Bradley, Taj Bradley, I think a Taiwan Walker. He came up against the Red Sox early in the year, pitched really well. Yep. So this is just a, a perfect example. I think Wander Franco is ready to be a superstar, clearly. Uh, their whole lineup seems to overperform, overproduce. I don't know if it's just like contagious in the clubhouse, whatever it might be, because uh, winning is contagious. When you come to the field and you expect to win every day, that's almost half the battle. So um, they've literally done no wrong other than get hurt, right? They've had those injuries to their pitching staff, which is – but, I mean, they've, they've been at the, like the top of every category, offensively, defensively, uh, pitching. Like they're just really good base running i mean they're still in bases everything they do right now is just working uh kevin cash a great manager so a plus that's an easy one for me is there any merit to the idea that tampa bay rays acquire and or recruit pitchers with susceptibility to injury yeah that's well they buy low on guys because so like Matt Moore, ten years ago, he dealt with injury histories, and then now Luis Patino, uh, Jeffrey Springs, F, like like this is they a track record. So it's like it's a risk reward type thing. Like guys have, if they're healthy or they had been healthy, they'd probably worth be worth ten million a year. But instead, they get them for three or four million dollars a year because of their injury history. So it's like they take that chance, and I don't know, maybe they have a really good training staff. Maybe they have something that we're looking into their scouting and coaching and the baseball side of things. Maybe they have something really good behind the scenes training staff-wise where they're like they're still dealing with injuries, but they're still winning. So they're doing something right. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out along with everyone else, but that could be – it could just be they, they buy low and take chances on high-metric guys, guys whose analytics show that they're a good player. Health is just their only negative thing going on. Yeah, I just question whether that's sustainable because they. No, I, I say that every, we say this every year, the last five or six years, and I'm like, this is the year they take a step back. This is the year they take. Nope, nope, nope. It doesn't happen. Yeah. They're in the mix every year, and then right now they're still the best team in baseball. Drew Rasmussen, Tyler Glass now also both injured right now. Half their rotation, Jeffrey Springs. Yeah, no, that they definitely, definitely something to be worried about. The, and you're you're already starting to see it in the standings. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles are right there. I got a good stat for you. So in the American League, American League East, there are five winning records. The rest of the American League, League combined has four. So there's more winning records in the American League East division than there is in the rest of the American League. That's That's kind of crazy. That's absurd. Just kind of shows how dominant that division is. I'm going to stay in the National League West one more time. My West Coast bias will eventually fade away. Diamondbacks give them an A minus. I like second, that. They're second best in defensive rating in the National League. Um, they're eighth in OPS and on base percentage. One category where they could really start to improve upon, and I think this is per norm, per usual for a young squad, is their 22nd in walk percentage this year. They have a ton of athleticism. They're first in baseball in limiting stolen bases, and then they're also tops in the league or up there tops in the league in stolen bases. So the athleticism on this team is second to none. But right now, they're not really grinding out at bats. They're not really doing a great job of 
they're getting on base via hits. They're not getting on base via walks. And I think I'd rather have that than the yeah. lap because the Padres are getting on base via walk, but they're not scoring runs. Right. So some, sometimes with a young team too, you don't want to take, you want them to be, you want them to fare on the side of aggressive, yeah. right? You, you don't want a passive young player. And if someone's aggressive, the last thing you want to do is, is take that away from them because it's hard enough coming to the big leagues as a young player. You're automatically a little passive because just that, like, do I fit in? How am I going to compete with the big boys? So if you have an aggressive young player, let them run free, man. Don't don't tighten that leash. Like, let them go until it's a problem. And right now it's not a problem. Lord Escariel has been a great acquisition for them. I know they had to get rid of, um, what's his name? Outfielder that they sent to Toronto. Teoscar? No, 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 no. Sorry, he came from... Uh, Dalton Varsho. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I could see his face, and I couldn't remember his name. We were both on that morning time zone over here. We're just blank up here. We're not awake. But A- minus for the Diamondbacks. They've been great defensively. Uh, offensively, they've been great, led by guys like Corbin Burns. I, I mentioned Guriel, uh, Christian Walker. I think they have more levels that they can get to, but for a young squad, a really great start for Arizona. I like that. All right, my, my next team's a Mets. We got to hit on the Mets after all the money they spent. I'm not going to give them an F. I'm going to give them a D, though. Yeah. I'm going to give them a D. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, right now, the, like I said, we're talking about the first 40 games. Like, at, right now, they're playing really – you remember our last pod? I said, don't give up on them yet. Yeah. And I gave you the stat of <clears throat> the the last three World Series outside of the COVID year, three, uh, three, three teams made to the World Series with awful first 40 game records. So – don't give up on them yet. They've rattled off five straight. They're playing better. They're pitching better. Verlander's job last night. Lindor's starting to swing it. Polar Bear swinging it still. They're putting together good at bats and playing good baseball, playing good defense. But first quarter, gross. Like stink. Like I was waiting. I was worried they weren't going to get hot because number one, they they have this big payroll, right? Stevie Cohen spends all this money, creates his own tax threshold. Um, and then they start the first quarter of the season where they don't beat bad teams. They had the weakest schedule in all of baseball. They lost series to the Reds, to the Rockies, to the Nationals, to the Tigers. It was literally the weakest schedule in baseball through the first 40 games, and they were under 500. Now they're going into this next month of a gauntlet. They have the Blue Jays, the Braves, the Phillies. They have a ton of good teams that they're, they just played the Rays, right? But they're playing better. They're playing really good baseball right now. You got to think with that talent level on that roster, they start to put it together. And right now they have, but for the first 40, it was bad. They stunk. I give them a D. Was there, is there anything to when you were playing? Um, obviously when you play the Yankees, you're going to have more adrenaline. You have a little bit more energy. Is there anything, yeah. let's say a midweek game against the Kansas city Royals. There's not too many people expected to be in attendance. Is there anything to playing down? Yeah. To your Energy levels down. Yes. Energy you, levels down. You, sure. you play down to your competition. Is that mm, a real thing? No, I mean, I don't want to say you play down to your competition, but you definitely, when you're playing a primetime game under the lights, when you know you have to step it up, you do, you do play better. Yeah, yeah. There's like a different level you tap into when you have to. You can kind of go into cruise control against bad teams. Yeah. That's where you lose. So I guess to your point, yeah, you can. Absolutely. I think that polar bear walk-off was like weight off the shoulders of that that team against Tampa. No doubt. 
Yeah. yeah, they played well against the best team in baseball outside of – I still think record-wise, yes, best team in baseball. I still, still think the Braves are the best team. But, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take your hometown Texas Rangers next, and I'm going to give them an A. I don't think I realized how good the Texas Rangers have been until I looked at their team numbers. Everybody looks at their record and their payroll, and they're like, oh, okay, like they're, they're a good team now. No, no, no. no they're team, beating the shit out of people. This team is legit, Brooksy. First in RBI, first in batting average, second in OBP, OPS, and WRC+. They're second in those three categories only to the Tampa Bay Rays, who have been on another planet. you got to see how many times they've scored more than 10 runs and they've beat teams by more than 10 runs. It's like 10 times this season already. Jeez. That they've and won we, by 10 runs. And me and you both had questions <laughs> about their offense coming into the season. Absolutely. We knew the rotation was going to be good. It was their offense. There are and, a lot of guys in their lineup who I was thinking, like, they're not there yet. Like, they could be. Like, they were decent last year. Didn't expect this. I did say Garcia, Adoles Garcia was a prime to be a 30-30 guy. Yeah, he's and a He's already got, like, 45 RBIs. Yeah, yeah. He's on pace for, like, 150 RBI, right? Yeah. Him, and, him and Rafi Devers. Yeah. yeah. Devers has 44. He's one behind him. The team is fifth in hard hit percentage, too. So, like, they're not only scoring runs, doing the basic stats, batting average, OPP. They're also doing it metrically, too. Um, and in pitching-wise, they've been without DeGrom for the last month, yet they're eighth in ERA and fifth in batting average against in, in Major League Baseball. And then defensively, fourth in outs above average. The only aspect of their team that is not succeeding at a super high level right now is their bullpen. Their bullpen has a 4-5-9 ERA, which is 25th in baseball. Everything else, they've been sp- – When you're scoring that many runs, how many high-leverage games are they coming into? I mean, right. at some point, you got to figure it out because you're going to play close games throughout 162 and into the postseason. But I, I want to raise this question. Yes, they, they brought in some guys. They did get better. They still have a lot of the same position players, though. All right. Bruce Bochy, man. Yeah. He's got to be the difference maker here. And I think I think that's a real thing for especially a, a younger offense, a younger team, that experience. Yeah. He, I didn't think, number one, he would come out of retirement. But since he did, that just shows me uh, he doesn't need the money at this point. Like, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame, you know. And um, so for him to come out of retirement, it's just pure love of the game, yeah. right? He's so that's got to, like, that's got to bleed into the clubhouse. That's got to, like, that feel is a contagious thing where it starts at the top. And you know how happy your manager is just to be around baseball. Like, he literally managed forever, went into retirement, the golden years, to just go kick back and relax and look back at everything he's done. And he said, you know what? I want to go back. I miss it. It's got to be a different Bochy. I know he was always great, but now I feel like this is like almost like Grandpa Bochy, where he's like really appreciating things more. And I think that definitely bleeds into the clubhouse. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I think he's your way too early manager of the year in the American League. So oh, my God. Him yeah. and Brandon. Just Hyde. tough to say it with Kevin Cash. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was I was thinking Brandon Hyde for Baltimore too. Maybe there's several candidates, but like, yeah. how do you not? I would give it to Bochy. Yeah. I would. I gave the Rangers, an, love, but I would give it to Bochy. I gave the Rangers an A. I think they could get to an A plus if their bullpen could perform better. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Let's see. I got two left. I don't want to end on a negative note, so I'm going to go Cardinals. The Cardinals through the first 40 games. F. Yeah, I agree. 
F, like on so many levels, F. And it starts with their manager, Ole Marmol. Um, the, the, the deal with Tyler O'Neill, I know we keep bringing it up, but that, that played a big part in their clubhouse dynamic, the connection between management and players, which is important. Um, calling him out publicly was the wrong way to go. That started the year off on a, on a bad note. Then the whole Wilson Contreras thing was a disaster. You sign a guy for $87 million to be the replacement to Yachty. Pitching staff goes bad. You point the femur, femur, the finger at uh, the catcher. You could and, point like, the femur. And, 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 right, and, and blame him for it. It's just like, it's a bad look, right? It's a bad look. Oh, yeah, it's the catcher's fault that we're not pitching well. Mm. Okay. All right. So, yes, they stunk. They had a 10 and 24 start. I don't know what it was at 40 games, but I remember it being 10 and 24, thinking this is one of the worst teams in the game. Um, they have since really turned it around. Arnado's gotten hot. The Red Sox got him hot at Fenway. He went on that five or six game in a row homer streak. Uh, Goldie's been very good all year. Uh, their pitching staff's actually starting to figure it out. They're starting to throw strikes. They're not walking guys. They're not getting behind. And uh, they're playing better baseball. They're playing much better. I think they won eight of ten as of right now. But for the first 40, they were the worst team in baseball with the highest expectations in my opinion. Like, no one expected the A's or the Royals to be good. They ex- everyone picked the Cardinals to run away with that division. Yeah. World and Series. Dead, and at the, through 40 games, they were dead last in that division. Now they're in third, and they're coming back, and I still think they win that division. Yeah. I think whoever put money on the Cardinals about a month ago is probably going to – because I don't know what the betting odds were, but I would yeah. imagine they were really – When old. we do grades for the first half, I promise it won't be an F. But we're going to be looking at like a B because if they had turned it around. And I think that's something to be said for that clubhouse after everything that went down. For sure. Uh, let's move it over to another blue blood, Major League Baseball. I got the New York Yankees. I gave them a B. The reason I gave them a B is because I don't see this team as any different than the previous four years. They do much of the same things. They make much of the same mistakes. They strike out at a pretty high clip, and they rely on the long ball, and they particularly rely on Aaron Judge a lot. So when Aaron Judge is clicking, that team's pretty damn good. And when It's a flawed lineup, man, even when they're healthy. Right, right. Uh, they're 10th in runs scored. They have brought down their strikeout percentage. Through the first month, they were one of the worst in baseball when it came to hits and strikeout percentage. They brought that strikeout percentage down to 17th in baseball. It's not great. It's not. It could definitely improve. They're 23rd in on-base percentage. That's not good enough. Not with that lineup. Um, that's got to improve. They're 22nd batting average, and they're 22nd with batting average. Uh, excuse me, they're 22nd batting average with runners in scoring position. They've been pretty decent defensively, 11th and outs above average. Their bullpen has been a real, uh, uh, a real success story for them. 2.87 ERA. That's best in all of baseball. Yeah. Pitching wise is good. I, I think they've been a good team, not a great team. I think uh, is, I still is, think they have issues with the starting pitching. I mean, with the, when you have that many guys hurt, mm-hmm. I feel like that, and then the offense isn't carrying you. There's your issue right there. Like the pitching with, you know, Severino missing time, Rodon, does he even have a jersey number yet? Yeah. Um, am I missing? I'm forgetting someone. Domingo Herman is out. Domingo Herman is the suspension, but I feel like I'm missing another injury. I don't know. Either way, their their starting pitching hasn't been what they envisioned. And is, uh, is Nestor? Nestor's, Nestor's there. He yeah, just, yeah, he's he's still there, but he's not. 
for some for some reason people had this like picture of Nestor Cortez being like a Cy Young contender every year, which he he was good that year, but like that if you look at the stuff, like after people kind of figure out his old timing thing, the stuff isn't great. It's good. But with when he can throw off your when he's deceptive with changing his time to the plate, his leg lifts, all that, that's what makes him tough. If he had great stuff, he wouldn't need to do that. You know that you were a pitcher. Yeah. Like he did, he does that to make his stuff play up. To his credit, though, to his credit, he is able to mix up timing. No, he is, but at some point, like he develops tendencies, and there's the tape ceiling on. is low. Guys know, guys get used to that stuff, and it's right. not a surprise anymore. And then all of a sudden, his stuff goes from here to here. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like regression there, in my opinion. Yeah. So I give him a B. I think there's a lot of room for improvement for that squad. Okay, I'm gonna end with the socks. I'm yeah. here. Might as well talk about them. I give them. I'm gonna give them a B plus. Yeah. Um, I think they've overperformed expectations. Uh, they're still what fourth in the division, but it's the AL East. Like they're still, I think six, five or six games over five hundred. I don't know. Twenty six and twenty one. Twenty six, twenty one. That's right. They got beat yesterday. The Padres. That's what it was. Um. I mean, I think their offense is one of the best in baseball top three offense all year up into this point, whether it's OPS, run scored, batting average. Like, you look at it, like, up and down their lineup, they're, they're what, five through nine batters, six through nine batters, best in baseball yeah. at, with production. So um, what has held them down is their rotation. I mean, through the first 40 games, I wouldn't say first 40 games, the first, first 25, 30 games, their rotation was – Second worst, just, I mean, to the Oakland A's. Like, their rotation stunk. They weren't getting anything. Chris Sale hadn't figured it out yet. Paxton wasn't back yet. Kluber still stinks. Um, and then they were piecing it together with with other young guys. And now, over the last couple of weeks, they've really turned it on, and they're looking really good. So they're, that's why they've been winning more games. With the offense, you pair that. The bullpen's been better. Um, and they've had the hardest – they've had the toughest schedule in baseball. So – and there's several over 500. So I, I think overperformance, uh, the expectations were very low for this team. Uh, there were a lot of people off Bloom for the moves he made this offseason. But I think a lot of those moves have worked. Masataki Yoshida from, brought him over from Japan. He's been phenomenal. Alex Verdugo's turned a big a page, taking a step forward. Um, they have a lot of depth with pitching, which last year was an issue because they got hurt so much. And they had like they were down to like two starting pitchers at some point. Well, now they have eight viable options at starting pitcher. So they're going to have all these long guys in the bullpen, which I think will end up helping them out, having being able to stockpile guys to give you multiple innings. So Kenley Jansen, so he got his 400 save. He's looked good. And then since then, his last couple of outings have been super shaky. Velocity's down, uncompetitive pitches, pitches right down the middle. So he's still working on something. I think he'll be fine, though. I feel like with this experience, he'll be fine. So this team, this team's good. This is a playoff contender. I didn't think I'd be saying that at this point in the season, but they are. All five teams in that division are. It's a, fuck, it. it's a fucking bloodbath. There's America. been multiple times this season where everyone in the division was tied for a playoff spot, at least tied for a playoff spot. Obviously, only four can actually make it because of the structure, but at some point when four and five in the in the division were tied, they were at least tied for that last wow. that wild card spot. It was pretty crazy. That's nuts. That's a great segue for me then, because the last team that I have on my list is the Los Angeles Angels. 
And what they've been doing is just flat not good enough. I gave him a C plus, which is a passing grade because they do have a winning record. But when Otani is headed for free agency and he's been on record basically saying, I want to be part of a winner, this isn't good enough. This, if the season ended today, the Angels would once again miss the playoffs. You look at the squad, it's much of the, you look at the numbers, it's much of the same mistakes that have been in previous years. Trout and Otani have been MVP candidates. After that, Urshel has been a nice player. Um, Hunter Renfro has been Renfro's very been good. How many times is he going to keep getting one-year deals? Stop getting rid of Hunter Renfro, people. Dude, Dude he's a good I player. He was still here. I don't know where he would play, but yeah, stop, stop getting rid of him. Um, but after that, it's like there are other best two hitters after um, Trout, Otani, and Renfro has been like their two backup catchers, right? And Logan Ohapi and Chad Wallach. Like uh, Ohapi like, still hurt. He had that. He hurt his shoulder. Ohapi's still hurt. He was leading all of Major League Baseball catchers and homers, but he's still hurt. Chad Wallach has a couple ding dongs. He's batting uh, two, or he has a seven twelve OPS. Mickey Moniak's kind of come out of nowhere for a few games recently, which is top kind of nice with the Phillies, yeah. yeah, former top top pick. The rotation's been good. So it's previous years, it was always the rotation letting him down. Now it's like the rest of their lineup just isn't getting the job done right now. Yeah, bullpen hasn't been great. So right now, I give him a C plus because they are a winning team technically but the standard that these two players set with trout and otani it's just flat not good enough this team needs to be held to a which, higher standard which brings you to my point of there's no way you can pay shohei 50 plus a year and field a team around him when you haven't been able to do it when he's making two years ago making two million dollars a year Maybe the maybe the team this year, but maybe the team needs a complete reset because they weren't able to do it with Pujols' contract either. You know, you, you, you trade him, right? I'm trading Otani. Yeah, deadline. If they're where they're at at the deadline right now, probably. Because here, here, here is your the question though. It's not like can we contend in September and play meaningful games in September. It's are we a team that can win a world series, go on a run and win a world series. If we get in, I say no. So at that point, you're just going to lose Otani for, for nothing in the off season, or do you at least get something for him? I feel like the smart play, if you do reset, like you want to do, right. you need to get something, even if he's a rental for a couple months for a team, something, whether it's a ball prospects, Whatever it is, get something. Yeah. I, I hate that for the Angels fans, but yeah. from a business model, you got to get something. Yeah, no, I agree. Right now, they're on the outside looking. And if, again, it's early, three games back in the American League wild card. So I get to see them tonight. There you go. Maybe we can Thank get a better pitch. Like for us, so for us as broadcasters, I wish he was pitching. For the Boston Red Sox offense, I'm so glad he's not. Yeah. I know he struggled a little bit, but his stuff is still electric. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we'll check back next time. I'll tell you how he looks in person. Deal. Check out the rest of our other total MLB 30, all 30 teams uh, across the Wake and Rake social profiles. We'll have grades for all 30. So we only had time for 10. Check out all 30 on the Wake and Rake pod. Uh, make sure to hit up Believe Network. Okay. You can see us on all the TV networks that we're on. Um, for Believe Network now, we're on everyday prime time. I think it's 5.30 Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern on sure. the Believe Network. Uh, make sure you check us out there. Go enjoy some avocado toast. Don't forget your Tesla. 
and uh, rock some Lululemon. You'll fit right in in Orange, Orange County. I got right? some Lulu. I got some Lulu. There's an outlet in San Clemente if you're looking for some iced coffee. coffee. Yeah. There's only, it's a quad though. There's four espresso shots in that. Oh. So got to get it going. A little tired from the time change. We'll see. When you, if you tune into the game tonight, about the sixth inning, your boy's going to be nodding off. Yeah. It's going to be I late always, East Coast time. I always tend to uh, FaceTime you when I'm uh, a little intoxicated with the buddies at like, it's like 11 p.m., 12 a.m. my time, which means it's normally 2 a.m. I'm like in my fourth cycle of REM sleep by then. Now I can FaceTime you when I'm intoxicated and you'll be awake. Yeah, except I'll be doing a game, so I will not answer. Yeah, that's okay. Actually, no, the game be over by then. So go ahead. Fire him, fire him away. Deal. Deal. All right, guys. Wake and Rick podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, people. Peace.